Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 168. Logic almost blocked her baby. Fatma's fertility success at 44. Hey, my loves, I'm so excited to come to you again this week with another story of triumph from one of my brave, courageous, and fearless ladies. Man, these women are just extraordinary because when they commit to being a mom, they don't quit. And I think that you are going to be wildly inspired by Fatma's story. And I, you know, when Fatma reached out to me to tell me that she was pregnant, I was just blown away because as you're going to learn, this woman, you know, she had the, the foresight to freeze her eggs at 38. And when she finally met her husband and was ready to have her family, you know, she thought it was going to be all simple. But turns out it wasn't because those eggs were not viable. And this started a fertility journey for Fatma that seemed like it would never end. And frankly, it took her hundreds of thousands of miles, 12 trips to her home country in Turkey, and endless determination, but also the realization that there's more to this journey than just science and logic. As you're going to hear, logic almost cost her her baby. It really messed with her. And she had to, instead of just focusing on the negatively skewed logic, which we typically lean toward, right? When you say, oh, be logical, we're really talking about be negative and have low expectations, typically. But what you're going to hear from Fatma is she had to really dig deep and consistently make a decision about whether or not she was going to choose her fear or was she going to choose her belief in miracles? I mean, this is if this is not a common theme, I don't know what is. But if you are in a place, especially if you've got low ovarian reserve, maybe the eggs that you've frozen aren't working. Fatma had a 0.0x AMH. She had insanely enormous fibroids. She had myomectomies, so many treatment failures. If you're in a place like that, you're going to want to turn this episode up because what Fatma created for herself at 44 is a true testament to what happens when a woman makes a decision to be successful. And if you're sitting there listening to this and you think, oh, Roseanne, you know, how do you just make a decision to be successful? Well, listen to what Fatma has to say. You don't have to take my word for it, even though, I mean, I've seen women do this all over the world so many times. It's, it's freaking crazy. I mean, at the time of this recording, we are up to 33 pregnancies in my Fearlessly Fertile Method community. I mean, this is insane. And it's, it's crazy what a woman can do when she just stops messing around with her dreams, takes a position that she's not backing down. And Fatma is just another example of that. So I hope that you love this interview with Fatma. Turn this one up. Like I said, ladies, if you're in a place where you just are having a hard time believing, because I believe that the gift that Fatma is really sharing here and the generosity of my ladies is just extraordinary. 
But the gift she's really giving us here is the gift of demonstrating how your current circumstances are no indicator of what is to come. Stop looking at your current results to say, oh, well, this is never going to happen for me. Use your current results to become more resourceful, just like my beloved Fatma. So here's my conversation with the amazing and gangster Fatma. Why don't you start by just letting the ladies listening know how you found yourself on this journey? I got married at the age of 40, but I always wanted to have children, right? And I met with my husband and within three months we got married. And yeah, it was love at first sight. And I mean, I knew what I was looking for until 40, right? So we both wanted to have children and we immediately started, I mean, trying. But it wasn't happening. The time passed. I also thought I did what I was supposed to do. I froze my eggs. I did three cycles of egg freezing when I was 38, 37 and 38. So I was thinking, but I couldn't produce much eggs because I was apparently, I had diminished ovarian reserve. With three cycles, I only had seven eggs. It was just like a very low number. And when we got married, we didn't even think that we could use those eggs because that was just, I never heard of anybody who used their eggs from prior freezing. So we started again IVF journey with my husband who had no idea about what was going on. Uh, But I had one cycle of egg freezing in one clinic in Beverly Hills which I wasn't happy about. Then I'm originally from Turkey. So I did some research back then and I did two egg freezing in Turkey. So imagine like my eggs were all over, but I didn't have- Beverly Hills, Turkey. Yeah, and I didn't even have, I mean, I don't even know whether I could produce any eggs at the age of 40. And we- we didn't want to travel to Turkey, right? And we um, and Beverly Hills option, there wasn't an option because I didn't like that clinic. So I started searching and we did. We went to three different fertility doctors and they all were like, okay, I mean, because you don't have much reserve. And my AMH, I don't know if you, uh, probably your listeners would know AMH is, kind of indicative of how many eggs you would have it's like 0.0 something so you know it's just like very difficult but they they were kind of okay let's try so after three different doctors and countless of like testings we said okay this is not going anywhere let me go back to turkey again because this is the clinic and that i trust at least and they seemed like they know what they were doing. So the journey started again. And we traveled there. We tried. And my body wasn't responding. It was just, I mean, not only I didn't have eggs. Also, my body wasn't responding well. And after 19 days of medications, usually it's like 10 days, right? Mine was like minimum I had like 17 days. But 19 days of like continuous highest dose, like 
Gonalef, I was taking 650. It was just highest dose, but I could. Then they had to actually, they couldn't even retrieve the egg. Somehow I released it. They were monitoring one egg. So it was a failure, but we, we wanted to keep trying. And then we went there again, but my doctor said, promise me you have to do this myomectomy because not only I had this egg issue, but also I had these gigantic fibroids that I had to do surgery. I was so scared. I mean, it's also all these treatments and procedures were just like so hard on my body. I didn't want to have this big surgery. I wanted to try again. And I tried again. Another, this time at least we had the egg, but we transferred it, but it was very low quality, but it didn't work out. So this actually continued I mean, I got married 2018, right? And then this continued until 2020. So the total trips that I had, 12 round trips to Turkey. You, it, did you tell me you have platinum okay. status on Turkish Airlines? Yes, yes. I will tell you. I mean, well, actually, this is a, including the egg freezing. But still, like 12 trips, right? So... I had this a few times try of failures for IVF. Then I said, okay. And also, apparently, these medication made my fibroids grow further, grew for- further. And my symptoms were just like so bad. And I said, okay, after I came back in 2019, three weeks later, we were in the plane have, trying to have a surgery. And I had that myomectomy, which was a very difficult surgery. But after that surgery, doctor asked me to the surgeon. I found a surgeon. They did it robotically. And he said, just wait six months to try. But within three months, despite we were actually using protection, I got pregnant. It was like, I said, no way. It's not happening, right? I mean, how on earth? Like with me, like with this EMH, it's not real. And I couldn't believe, but I was pregnant. So we were just so happy. And like, I was so happy that I had the surgery, but unfortunately it ended up with miscarriage three months later. And that was very hard. And first I thought that, I mean, I didn't even deserve this pregnancy, right? I didn't work for it, although I did like all these treatments, but I, it was such a wonderful feeling. But then we went back and we, we started all over and we didn't know where to start. We said, okay, uh, when I had egg freezing in Beverly Hills, I froze one egg. I said, And also, that's the time where we had the COVID and we couldn't travel and with the lockdown and everything, and even the clinics weren't open. So we said, okay, let's actually give this one egg a chance. I mean, I was just that desperate. So we went through this uh, frozen embryo transfer cycle and we had the hysteroscopies and somehow it just like doctor kept 
like delaying the procedures. I was on uh, the estrogen for four months, I think. It was just like I was bloated and I'm still like bloated, but it was just like I was swollen and all kinds of symptoms. We were waiting. And unfortunately, when they were, they thawed the egg, it became an embryo, but I think it was just very low quality and they didn't transfer. Mm. transfer. So that was kind of, okay, like we, we, I kind of knew that I cannot trust this egg freezing things, but at least we tried. Then we said, okay, let's go back to Turkey again. And then we traveled and with the, and there was COVID lockdown over there. It was even, we had to get a special permit because the hospital, the clinic was open. But since lockdown, we weren't allowed to leave home. But with our permit, we were actually going back and forth uh, to the clinic. Then because I wanted to do the pooling, I wanted to do more retrieval. But that actually didn't end up well, despite having all these injections. And they couldn't, they had the uh, retrieval, but it, it was very low quality, the embryo. And we tried one more time, but then we, we said, okay, I think that's, I mean, not happening for us. Let's try to see those eggs that we froze in Turkey. And over there, they said they tied the eggs for somebody else before, although this clinic is huge, like they do 7,000 egg retrievals a year. But again, for, for the for somebody like me who froze the eggs, they never had a live birth, and like in my case. So we said, okay, let's try. Um, if not, we'll look into other options. So we, uh, they found the eggs. They had three amazing embryos. Okay, so out of six eggs, we had three amazing grades, like five AA. 4AA and 5AB. Wow. I was like shocked, like in disbelief. I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't know, maybe just it's meant to be. So, but they said, okay, then you have to, because I have to come back. And they said, okay, we have to do the genetic testing because although they look good, but because of my previous uh, miscarriage, we didn't want to take the chance. So I came back and they did, and a week or 10 days later, they called me and they said, okay, great news. One is normal, one is mosaic, and the other one is abnormal. So we were like very happy, but we only had one chance, right? So we went back again. This is our 12th trip, which was in. April 2021, and we started for the egg transfer process. And somehow I knew that it was going to happen some way. But at the same time, my logical mind was keep telling me, okay, I mean, you did all these things. It didn't work. I mean, how is it going to work for you? And even because I was on uh, the uh, Facebook groups of all these women, they keep saying, oh, I mean, I checked on, they uh, 
six after the transfer or day seven. And it's like two lines. And before the blood test, I said, let me check. And I checked and it was negative. I was like, I mean, crying. And, and I said to my husband, it's just like, I mean, that's it. And we don't even know that we were going to try the mosaic ones. But we wanted to actually go back to Los Angeles. And even we told, uh, we told, I told my husband, I said, I'm not going to tell my parents, okay? We're going to tell them after the blood work. We don't know yet because, I mean, the whole, not only my family, the whole village, like, is behind me, right? I mean, they're waiting. So I couldn't just handle their heartache. So, but we went to the hospital that day and, and the nurse said, you're pregnant. And I said, I, I was frozen. I didn't say anything. And I looked at my husband and he said, really? I said, I checked. It wasn't. So she's like, no, 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 you're pregnant. So, we, I mean, that, that was, I think, uh, after my son's birth, like that was uh, one of the best days of my life. So, so then, I mean, uh, we were pregnant. I mean, we were so happy. I mean, although, I mean, I had the most difficult pregnancy ever with all these conditions like preeclampsia, placenta previa, placenta accreta, and gestational diabetes, you name it, I had it. But uh, it was, it was, yeah. And finally, my son was born on January 18th this year, and and I'm 44. So it just, and I wanted to thank you because I, I first got your book, I read your book, and you really talked to me at the time. Then I was listening your podcast all along, and it just. And especially the stories and uh, interviews that you made with other women, I felt like, I mean, okay, it just, it could be me. So you really gave me hope. And also one time you said your desire to become a mom is meant for you. So it's part of your story, right? And I said, because I have this desire, so it's meant for me. So it was, yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, I, I think whoever has that desire, so one way or another, I mean, the road may not be the easiest one. Definitely mine wasn't easy. But so it's maybe meant for you. So thank you. This is such an incredible story, Fatma, that, you know, it's, I mean, there's so many different directions that we can go with this, but I really want to zero in on some of the details that you gave us because they're extremely compelling. Mm-hmm. You know, in your 40s, when you have virtually undetectable AMH, 0.0 something, as you said, yes, and, and prior attempts at freezing your eggs that didn't give you the 75 that you thought you needed, right? Yes. You know, it's really easy for us to get very stuck in the statistics. I want you to share 
you know, what was it that kept you moving forward and saying yes? Because you had a lot of reasons to say no. Yes. And that's one of the actually, I mean, one time you also mentioned about those statistics. It's just those statistics are usually the average, right? And I mean, we're not average. I mean, we we could, I mean, that's where I actually, you made me believe in that. I mean, also, it's not easy. Like my mind sometimes, like I did a lot of research online and I even learned how to read medical uh, journals and uh, all these um, studies. But again, these are all statistics. And also, even those forums and Facebook groups, people usually like online reviews when they put their all the negative things, right? They don't always share the positive. And also, I mean, as you said, we're not statistics. We ourselves and every day is, again, uh, we could have miracles. That's so true, Fatma. I mean, I love that you're, you're sharing this because there was something in you that came alive and said, I am not a statistic. And, mm-hmm. and I think you're absolutely right because we naturally will look at all the negative stuff, right? It's, it's almost addictive. You know, it's like sugar. You know, we yeah. just want to look at the negative. We want to, you know, pe- misery loves company. Remember that. You have miserable people coming together and wanting to commiserate. But there was something about you, Fatma, that said, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to be listening to all this negative stuff. I am not average. I mean, that's massive. The fact that you were willing to accept the fact that you are not average, that you were going to be willing to be an outlier. That's yeah. massive. Thank you. Well, of course, along the way, I had some ups and downs. And Well, you're human, Fatma. I mean, of course, people are going to have these ups and downs. I mean, having a strong mindset and making a decision to be successful does not mean you're a robot. It doesn't mean that suddenly you walk on water and have no you know, issues. It just means you've made a decision to be successful. What do you think about that? Yes. Yes. I want to think about that. Yeah. I want to believe that. Yeah, that's, I think that's true. Anybody that takes 12 trips to freaking Turkey, Fatma, I mean, and and has an entire village pulling for her. I mean, it's incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, and it makes six and a half around the world trip. I mean, Turkey is not very close. I mean, I even counted the miles, 163,000 miles. And I bet you would do it 10,000 times over to hold your son. Yes. Yes. He's super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're also teaching us a really powerful lesson, Fatma, about persistence. Because a lot of people, you know, you have one, two, three failures and people throw in the towel. Oh, I can't do this. This isn't for me. But there was something in you that kept saying, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find a way. And and look, you made the seemingly impossible possible because on paper, Fatma, because I had miserable numbers too, you know what I mean? Like they couldn't, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, but, you know, wrong with me. But on paper, you know, 
most people would have run away, right? This woman is hopeless. Just go adopt, go get a donor egg because you know, you're too old and you have, you know, terrible quality embryos. You only had one, you know, that came through is so talk to us about that. Like what had you look past all that? Well, I mean, as you said, there are a lot of doctors that told me like flat out that just, you know, you should look into other options like a of like donor eggs or adoption and all these. I think knowledge also is power. I, uh, I wanted to read and I read a lot of books, not only online forums or anything. I wanted to actually read credible books along the way. So that's how I actually found out about you and some other people. So, I mean, the information was there all along and I, I just actually, uh, I was very lucky to, to get it. And so first one is information, like the books, I would say. I'm a bookworm and I love to read. So the books gave me actually a lot of information. And I think the second one is my husband. He was always believed in this. I mean, he always, I mean, he never said one time, like, why are we going there? Like, we put our life on hold, right? I mean, imagine with all these trips. I mean, I was lucky that I have my own business, and but still, I lost a lot of clients, and I just I couldn't service them. But it was, I think, my immediate circles, like my husband, my parents, they were all, um, they all believed in it. Like, you know, and I think another thing about you and your story and your journey, Fatma, that is so inspiring is you didn't make any excuses. You didn't, you didn't say, oh, that's too much. That's too many trips. Uh, I should be saving for retirement. I can't possibly lose any clients. I mean, the most successful people in the world are, re- are willing to risk it all. And, and in so many ways, you're living proof of the payoff when you're mm-hmm. willing to take those risks and when you're willing to follow your heart. Because like we were just discussing, I'm sure you would do it all over again, just to, just for the moment that little boy calls you mama. Yes, yes. Even now he smiles. It's just like he melts my heart. Wow. I mean, this is this is so incredible because when you let, let's put this into context. So you froze your eggs at 38. You were mm-hmm. having the diminished ovarian reserve. You found out that, you know, in thawing those, they, they weren't great. You got pregnant naturally once and miscarried. I mean, which is a miracle. That's so beautiful. And then you had to keep going back. You had the myomectomy surgery, you know, flying all over the world. And you had this one chance. Yeah. And also, I wanted to mention, I had also adenomyosis. Yes. I don't know if uh, you know. Also yes. Just- very familiar of uterus and it makes everything so so complicated not only that it just and they had to put me on lupron for Mm. twice maybe total six months and that was brutal too so it was yeah i mean uh, yeah all these you had so many reasons to, to just give up, Fatma, but what you're showing us 
at 44, you know, at a time when probably many people would have given up, many people would have tapped out and said, oh, this is too much for me. You believed in this dream enough to keep going. And today you get to hold, when we're done here, you get to go immediately hold your sweet boy. Yes. Yes. It's incredible, Fatma. And so what would you want the women listening to know? Because clearly you're demonstrating that, you know, you you had to be willing to do what it takes, but you also had to have the mindset of a woman who succeeds. And you clearly do. So what would you want the women listening to know? I, I wanted to tell them that mind and body are totally connected, right? We actually, and especially for me, I would literally have pain if I have stress, like I would get headache. I mean, uh, a lot of people do. So we have to remind ourselves that like our mind and body are connected and we have to, whatever we believe, um, we can somehow manifest in our bodies. It's not always perfect. We may not have it. Okay. I'm thinking to become pregnant. I'm going to become pregnant. No, not like that. But at least we could eliminate the stress so that we could provide a fertile environment for this pregnancy to happen, right? If you're always stressed, then how is it going to actually end up? But when you have the embryo transfer, they always say, okay, stress affects, I mean, which I believe it does. So number one thing I would recommend is to just understand that mind-body connection and kind of work on it. Everybody is different, whatever your comfort level is. And also that you mentioned your desire to become a mom is meant for you. It just like get put it everywhere. Like I am the one, like I have so many journals. I have so many like notes on my iPhone, like everywhere, like post-its. My husband thinks I'm a little weird in that sense. But I mean, you know, I, I have to keep reminding myself, this is meant for, for me. So I think, of course, research is important for that. I think having a somebody like you is very crucial because I had terrible mistakes of like trying different clinics where, I mean, I spend so much money. I mean, it's like in Beverly Hills Clinic. I mean, I, it, it was like totally different story, but it's, I had spent so much. I wasted so much money, not only wasted money, I wasted my precious time and hope and everything. So you don't have to invent a wheel. You can actually find really good resources and it will create a shortcut for you. Sometimes you don't want to listen what people are saying, right? If, I mean, some people will say, okay, let's try, just try. I mean, I'm the person that I hated that. Like, why? I mean, it shouldn't be. You have to give me, like, you know, you have to tell me, Fatma, this is what's going on. But if we do these and these, we have this percent of success and we'll hope for the best. But we're actually eliminating these issues 
like my doctor, uh, I mean, she's amazing. And she, that's what she told me. She said, you have to get the myomectomy. We can't put this precious ones to this uterus because it's going to ruin everything. So but it was very difficult for me to hear it. But at the end, I accepted it. So just your, do your due diligence and listen smart people and, and believe in mind-body connection. It's, that's so massive, Fatma, because I think people don't want to look at this mindset piece. They just go and they want somebody to fix them. But there was so much in you. I mean, you were clearly getting the right medical attention. You know, yes. you were clearly covering the physical, but it was the mind and the spirit that when you bring these two things together, you have babies at 44. <laughs> and, and my own like eggs. Your own eggs. And that was your dream. Yes, that was my dream. You made your dream come true, Fatma. And you know, I, I think it's so beautiful too that you know, and this is a hard lesson for people to learn that, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and there's nothing wrong with saying, yes, I'm doing the physical, but I will do the mental as well, because the mental is what keeps you on the path. Because as you were even saying, you know, your logical mind was telling you, why would this ever happen for you, Fatma? Why don't you just give up? So logic, I mean, I think that we're seeing more and more that quote unquote logic is really fear. Yes. Yes, probably. Or anxiety or whatever. Just, I mean, I will be the statistics and it's not going to work. Right. And what's here in your heart is truth. And you, and you Fatma are living proof of what happens when you're willing to follow the truth. And I'm just so thrilled that that you ima- you know that you said to yourself I could be on that podcast that could be me and look at what you're doing today yes yes i mean at even some episodes i listen more than once it's just like i mean that was my i mean pleasure to to listen it just yeah it was my dream i mean two dreams come true then woman yes, so that's yes, that's yes. incredible and you know and it's such an honor Uh, to be a part of your life in this way. And, you know, thank you so much for the kindness and the generosity that you're showing us all here in sharing your story. Because I think that one of the most powerful ways that we serve is by sharing our stories, but it's also a really great way to teach that, you know, other women could be at the end of their rope today. They're going to hear this podcast. They're going to hear your story. And they're going to say, you know what? I want to be like Fatma. I, I, I want that. I want that too. And, and so, and I'm sure you would tell them if you could do it, they could do it too. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. It's just, uh, you're not statistics. It's possible. And, and thank you to you. It's just, I mean, with all these things that you share and all things that you do, it's priceless. It's, I mean, for, for anybody on the journey, they have to, I mean, it, it should be prerequisite. Like before your IVF, just have <laughs> all these podcasts, then come back. <laughs> I'm working on it, Fatma. I'm working on it. So, so that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Go and be with your baby boy. He's, I mean, 
it just, just being able to, to hear, I remember when you sent me that message telling me that he was born, I just, I was over the moon. So, and I was so happy for you and I'm so happy for your family. And thank you for really giving us an example today of what it means to be a woman whose you know, hair is on fire for her dream and for a woman that truly believes that the desire in her heart to be a mom was there because it was meant for her. Thank you for that, Fatma. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Loves, wasn't what Fatma just shared absolutely inspiring? I mean, here's the deal. If, if you haven't figured it out yet, or if you're still struggling or thinking that this is all woo-woo shit, the power of the mind-body connection is undeniable. We know this scientifically. We also know it anecdotally. And this is just another example. Fatma's triumph here over adenomyosis, fibroids, you know, alleged poor egg quality, all of these things, miscarriage. I mean, just all of the stuff that she went through, she made a choice. In the moment, she kept choosing her dream over her fear. And 168 episodes deep, you should see a correlation here, should see a pattern, right? So this is why if you don't like where you're at on your journey today, if you don't like the results you're getting, the time to do something about it is now. We have just over six months left in this year, and you've got to make a decision, mama. You've got to make a decision that you are not going to allow negativity, fear, doubt, quiet, sneaky sabotage to get in the way of your dream. You got to ask yourself, what do you want to be saying to yourself on December 31st? See, somebody like Fatma, she wasn't going to stop. She knew that she wanted to be able to tell herself at the end of the day, at the end of each year that passed, at the end of her fucking life, actually, that she did everything she could, everything within her power and beyond no excuses, no self-sabotage that she could say, honestly, at the end of the day, she did everything she could to make this dream come true. And she gets to hug her little boy every single day because of that. That, my loves, is the power of a woman who has made a decision to be successful, takes her mindset seriously, and takes action. And if you want to learn how to do this and what all these ladies you've heard on this podcast, all this goodness that they are learning, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body, so you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. I work with women who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodologies help women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got to keep and hold in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.